Are you ready to begin your journey out of the realm of just theories and into a world of excitement and experience that only comes with braving the unknown? Join us as we speak to entrepreneurs who have faced the challenges of successfully creating businesses at home as well as abroad. Whether it's arts, services, or tech, from Shanghai to Tokyo, Bangkok to Mumbai, we'll help you find your inspiration and turn it into action. Get ready for Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action. Now, welcome your host, Neville J. McKenzie. Ardish Agarwal is the founder of the startup D Creator, a furniture marketplace personalized to a buyer's preferences. It applies data science to connect buyers' likes to a seller's products. Its aim is to get buyers to collaborate, discover products and social proofs, manage their budget and buy the product using its online platform. Ardish has diverse experience in many roles and by following his path you can see how the dots connect architecture, real estate and healthcare which lead him to becoming a consultant and then a business development advisor, the final stepping stone into the perilous world of his own startup. During the conversation, Ardish reveals quite unexpectedly that things are not going to plan as a major disaster is taking place. His manner shows that the experience he has gained allows him to take it all in his stride as he looks into the future to find a solution with a positive frame of mind. Find out in this episode how when bad things happen, you should behave. To give it all away just because one person is off the grid doesn't make sense to me. And honestly, I don't have a plan B. <laughs> So now, without further delay, let's begin. So, Adish, can you introduce yourself? Sure. My name is uh, Adish Agarwal. I'm the founder of Design Creators, a, uh, a two-year-old venture. Uh, it's a furniture marketplace per- personalized for a buyer. Uh, personally, I'm an architect by training. I spent five years in real estate consulting and research in Asia. And uh, post that, spent uh, seven years in the healthcare and medical devices field doing marketing and business development in the U.S. and in Asia. Um, three years ago, I started helping startups, getting access to funding, uh, customers, building out their presence in, in, in Singapore when I tumbled upon an opportunity uh, and, and, and a problem in the design industry being a very offline process and thereby have built this firm two years ago to aim to bring the design industry online. I also have a master's in real estate finance and a business school degree from an education standpoint. So why is your background so varied? Well, to be honest, it was a while at business school. I had spent five years in, in real estate. So why did I go to real estate? Because uh, five years of architecture didn't teach me anything about finance. And uh, a balance sheet is, is very important to know. So that led me to pursue a career in real estate. And I'm glad because I don't think I was the best designer. So that saved a client a few. Um, but then after that, when I went to business school, I wanted to take a risk again. And uh, during summers, do something completely out of my comfort zone. Uh, and then had offers from two very large firms, one of them being a medical devices company, which was quite surprising. Uh, so I said, three months, what the heck, let's go give this a shot. Um, and uh, that three months turned to five years. So which has been your favorite job? 
I'd say Medtronic was one of the best companies to work for because it was the the mission of the firm uh, is Israel. Um, it is it's a very high impact uh, uh, place to be in medical devices and uh, coming up with new uh, mechanisms of access for patients or even for the caregivers is, was was an amazing experience. What are you working on now? So Design Creators is a furniture marketplace that we're personalizing for a buyer. Um, think about your experience looking for furniture. It typically involves over the weekends visits with your wife to various stores to get the pricing, product, the mix of things that you want along with the designer's advice. We want to take away some of that discovery uh, from your plate by allowing you to access over 10,000 products from one window collaborate like Google Doc uh, and chat with your project partners, whether that be your designer and your wife, and um, come up with a final cart from multiple retailers where you could actually go exactly, you, you, you know exactly where to go to purchase your product. So that eight weeks of search could theoretically be brought down to the very first weekend knowing where to go to find the product at what price and uh, at, at what style. And we want to bring that. So what's your role in the company? I'm the founder of the company. You're so the I, I, yes. So the, I lead all the product. I, I, at this point, it was just myself and uh, three other individuals. Uh, I'm the only one working on this full time, whereas the three individuals uh, spent anything between 20% to 80% of their time uh, on the uh, on the product. So what stage are you at with that now? Uh, so we're... Uh, we were three hours away from launch, and right now we are um, in, a, in, a, in a bind because, uh, uh, yeah, there's been some technical team issues which came completely unforeseen, and so we, we're very close, we know, <laughs> but we're, uh, it could be a week, it could be two weeks, but we were three hours away. Uh, you're, th you're actually three hours away from launching. Um, um, what, can you tell us what happened? Our tech lead is not contactable. Your tech lead is not contactable. So, any reasons why? Or have absolutely no idea. No digital footprint. Uh, last call was in three hours. Next call, we should have everything resolved and we'd be ready to launch. And when did that happen? Tuesday. Tuesday. So, I mean, I've just literally bumped into you. Um, and you're sitting here and I had no idea that that had happened. Um, why are you so relaxed about it? I'm not, <laughs> but, uh, why do you appear so relaxed about it? <laughs> uh, why do I appear so relaxed? I mean, what, what are the things you could do? You want, uh, you do hope that the person is safe and, and we've, uh, I've tried to contact any, um, his, his wife who I don't even know. So I've written to her asking if hopefully that things are safe. The second thing you could, uh, we are already, uh, the second thing we're doing is looking for alternatives. And those alternatives are not going to pop up right away. So talking to friends, talking to contacts and uh, lining up people who could take on this project because it's so close to launch. Most people don't want to take on something that is just a stopgap because the learning would be tremendous um, uh, before you can actually execute so we just got to plow forward and and keep finding that resource. It's uh, it's also dealing with <laughs> with, with uh, the choices we have. Um, yeah. 
And are the others aware that the tech lead is missing? Of course, yes. And what, what have they fed back to you? Um, they were also trying to find through their networks an individual that could come in and uh, take us through this um, through this hump. But I'm, I'm sure we'll get through it. You've had to put your launch on hold. Yes. How long can you put it, leave it on hold? You can't obviously. I don't think you can leave it on hold indefinitely. So, sure. What's your goal now? If you can't, if you find that your tech lead has just thrown his hands in the air, is it a he or she? He. If he's just thrown his hands hands in the air and just walked off, we'll find someone. We'll find someone. It's 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 hard to put a timeline because we're in that stage where we're trying to find someone, uh, but. I'd be surprised if we couldn't get someone in the next week to go to at least be comfortable with all the commercials to get them on board to execute. Because again, we're that close. Uh, we know exactly what needs to be tweaked. It's just having those skill sets on board to, to focus on it. Um, the other reason I'm a little, uh, may seem a little more relaxed is because we've been hit with so many other corners in the last year that this is another thing that you just take in your stride as you move forward. So, so. can you give us an example of those? Sure. So when we started this company, um, we wanted to enable design designers, smaller design practices to have the same resources that larger companies, design firms have. And to that end, uh, we wanted to build, we built a LinkedIn for designers and retailers so that smaller design practices have access to the partners to execute a project much faster and have um, the capability to be a team, which is what is required in a design project. Um, regardless of where they're located. We got tremendous success early on in terms of the quality of the signups we got from the designers and retailers. We got over a million dollars of projects that went to our designers who were on our platform. We made relationships between designers and retailers who were two doors apart, but didn't know each other, uh, who started working on projects together. But that didn't scale. For our entity ourselves, we saw that those relationships, one made, once made on, online went offline. Once the projects were executed, we got nothing out of it. Uh, there wasn't a sustainable business model. Plus competitors came in, uh, who were far, far bigger global around the same time that we launched, uh, which led to, to us having to rethink as to what it is that would allow designers and retailers to engage more actively online, which is what drove us to to building what we're building today. So so that it's a, in itself co- caused a lot of disruptions in how we thought about it. What I didn't mention was um, our, our funding also dried up. We had uh, um, tremendous uh, investors who believed in us. Uh, and as we built out the product, um, there were delays on the technical front, yeah. uh, that uh, in the launch front. And with our fixed costs and in, in, in market development costs, our funding and our runway also became very short. Um, and so we were in this quandary of no money, uh, market not, uh, not scaling and, um, and, and it put us in, in a tough situation to let the team move on and rebuild this whole, uh, entity with an entirely new, uh, product offering within the same space. So has it been the same team for the whole year? Only one person has uh, stayed on. Um, the other two people are new. Um, yeah. Is that including the tech lead? That's no. So the tech lead, uh, funnily enough, came in um, about 
seven months ago uh, through a referral. Uh, and we were just having a chat about finding someone within his network to help us with our first application, um, the LinkedIn for designers that we'd built. And through the course, we just kept in contact. And then one fine day, he suggested wanting to join the team uh, because he realized that we were going towards a new product. It was a, it was something completely um, novel in the industry. And we, we, we continued talking about it and uh, decided that, yeah, this is a great fit. And I, I met him four, four weeks ago. We were meeting every day in India and going through the product and everything was working hunky-dory. Um, he got married last week. Uh, and we've talked through two days before his wedding, two days after. We've been in, in touch all through. And yeah, again, uh, it's, 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 it's been, uh, <laughs> it's a mystery, isn't it? I, I, it is a complete mystery. And I, again, I say, I do hope he's okay. Yeah. So, uh, other than that, I couldn't think of a reason why he would be completely off the grid. With things like this happening, what makes you carry on and continue to be an entrepreneur? Or do you describe yourself as an entrepreneur? How, first of all, how do you describe yourself? I just describe myself as someone who likes challenges and, and, and trying to build, build things that can make other people do their job better and enable them. Um, Am I an entrepreneur? I don't know. Uh, we, we've been struggling to get past a certain scale, so I don't know what the definition of an entrepreneur is. Uh, what makes me go on is, you know, yes, we get hit, hit really hard. Uh, but I've also been fortunate to have family. Um, I've had uh, some of my investors still supporting me. Even uh, after our first uh, product not working as planned, and there's a reason they're doing that. Um, Why is that? They've, that's a good question for them. <laughs> I, I, but just their belief that I that I would do the I would do the right things to take this company forward motivates me. the The fact that when I have conversations with uh, a random stranger and I uh, share what we're building and them saying, oh yeah, can you get this out quicker? That's validation. Um, and these have come through, uh, through learnings of failure, uh, which led us to do things extremely differently than we did in the first instance where we, com- we had to completely bootstrap to where we were. Uh, we got off bridge round only a month ago. Uh, for four months, we were literally working on cents and dimes to try to get through and to validate the market. All of that, uh, to get to where we were three hours prior to launch, to give it all away just because one person was off the grid, doesn't make sense to me. And honestly, I don't have a plan B. <laughs> so people ask me, oh, you must have a plan B. And I say, plan B in terms of my... my personal plan B of, okay, if this doesn't work, I'm going to walk away and do something X, Y, Z. Um, I don't know. I don't have that. Uh, I haven't thought about it. So, so, yeah. You have a family? I have a four-year-old. And a wife? Yes. Yeah. So how do they view the situation? Do they know about the situation? I mean, the four-year-old, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, of course, my wife knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, sh- 
she's supported me through. Uh, it's been hard for us, uh, personally, not just the situation, but just being, uh, uh, having built a career, built a lifestyle and then, then letting all that go. Uh, but she's been supportive so far. So uh, I'm not going to push that. Yeah. <laughs> and the four year old. Is completely unaware. Uh, of course. Of Daddy course. just goes out to work, comes back home. Correct. And Correct. Still disciplines me. Still. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 But, but he's the, uh, he's the best thing, right? I mean, uh, he's partly why I'm, I'm motivated. Walking back in, he doesn't know what's going on. He'll hug me the same way he does. Uh, uh, he, he'll be the same person he is. So that, that motivates me. Yeah. Because this will partly, hoping that we can do better for the family. So when you do find somebody to replace your tech lead, if you need to, um, next week, what happens to the launch? What happens to the launch? We launch, yeah. right? Um, we know the system uh, is, is working at least on well enough that uh, we're going to spend the month after, two months after, to monitor how folks are using the platform, what features are working, what features are not, um, so that we can build on it. Um, and that'll, finding the team uh, will be a criteria. It's always been a challenge, uh, but I believe if the market, uh, if the customers want the product, uh, then we will have to find the team to build out, uh, but not, yeah, not the other way around. How will you know if the customers want the product distraction on the site willing to pay for the service that we're providing willing to use the features that we are offering um, and uh, driving traffic to certain stores because those stores are known to us and uh, getting that feedback from from our end customers uh, and you rather the retailers would be can you tell us more in depth about that Sure. So in terms of uh, how we would de determine success. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so success would deter, would be determined with, uh, um, number of people who are coming onto the platform through our online, uh, efforts, utilizing the platform, inviting others to be part of the platform. Um, how many products they're using? Um, how many of them are paying for the service? Uh, where, what kind of products are they using? So the, all of these, Again, it goes to our first metric is number of users that are using, that are going, signing up and paying for the service, right? So that's going to be the top two in the first two months. Uh, and then second layer would be the features that they're using uh, and where they're dropping off if they're dropping off. What are the products? So the products are uh, essentially a, an ability to see through 15,000 products from various retailers that are in Singapore um, have the ability to filter and have social proof on each of these retailers uh, which, and um, utilize the Google Doc collaboration. So how many people do you invite in? Then once you've, you've selected as your wish list of products, you can, uh, you will know your pricing and your overall budget. You can see through that, chat with your collaborators on which ones you want to take to the final cut. And once you're in the final cut, uh, you'd be able to either, you'll know everything about the product but the retailer name. 
and and so to pay you would have to pay to get to the retailer's name um so so that would be a testament that the service is of value to the customer so it starts with the google ads that we run to the number of people who come on to our site and we've seen good traction with very little investment um even before the site was up which led us to build this product uh and uh, where did you see that so what we did was after our initial uh, product not working out what we did was we said let's let's not do any development and we heard from design in personal conversations with designers and retailers what is i went out and talked to these uh, folks that we had built the community with to understand where they would have more traction uh, or more engagement with each other and furniture sourcing and product sourcing was that spot it was understandable because it's 70% of a renovation budget furniture in itself is 40% of that budget is the single largest line item okay so what we said great so now we've got a designer who acts on behalf of a customer uh, to buy products from retailers multiple retailers within a set budget but that budget is determined by the customer so why should we limit ourselves to just uh, engaging with a designer and a retailer because a designer may or may not have a project ongoing and therefore may not engage with the platform whereas a, a end user is a buyer themselves um so what we did was we created google ads we spent very little money and created a landing page which is independent of our initial site and said this is what we will offer sign up if you'd like to be a part of the launch and we started getting a few track you know, a few people signing up and then we built something else and said okay tell us these information and no one signed up for that week that we had asked for additional things so we took that back and we changed the wordings of our initial service and we tweaked it to see where we were getting people to come in and actually leave their emails and we knew what the product would be as a result of that we were, and and that's how we started building the current product so what would you call that process market test without any product and and also it allowed us to have the right marketing message even before we had a product can you tell us what a typical day would be for you there is no typical day um lately it's been getting the product out so talking to designers finding new retailers who may have products out there um talking to customers uh to understand what range of products how are they currently sourcing uh and talking to strangers to understand their experiences so the so the day could start with uh with just having an evaluation of of the current market uh it also i i spent some time to understand if there are new business models that have come out in the furniture industry because furniture has been one of those industries that there've been more failures than successes in the in the online world and and so learning from other uh uh experiences can is, you give us an example of the f- type of failure that you want to avoid i mean look at look at um, guilt.com um there's fab.com uh these are furnishings uh, guilt was mostly fashion but uh, you know it, it also uh, but fab.com was a lot of furniture it 
it went from being valued at whatever seven nine hundred million down to nothing um, because there was there was always a a um, this brings us to the end of this episode of Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action. Hi, this is Neville J. McKenzie again. Now, I'm sure some of you are thinking, where was the ending? What happened? Why did it end so abruptly? Well, remember, Adish was in the middle of a crisis. So, we're going to have to go back, and hopefully in the not-too-distant future as well, to find out exactly what happened to the tech lead. This brings us to the end of this episode of Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action. Now we need you to hit the subscribe button and head over to asiabizstories.com for more great information on how to take your inspiration and turn it into action. Thanks again, and we look forward to having you join us next time on Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action.